Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Thank you for being a Oh, 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 yeah. Travel down the road back again. <laughs> yeah. So we started from the bottom, now we're here, girl. So excited. Oh, yeah. That's a ring. I know, right? Oh, 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 oh. oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Hallelujah. Oh my gosh. I wish that I could do it so loud. So you should call me. call me so I can hear my ringtone. One of you. <laughs> oh my God. Really? Mel? I need to know. Yes. <laughs> Hold on. I'll call know? you. I need to know if it went through. Hang on. I'll call you. Give me a second. Oh. This is the ADD. This is ADD meets head injury. <laughs> this is what this actually That's is. That's not nice. That's not polite. I know it's not. Here we go. Oh <laughs> that was cool okay that's cool so uh-huh. should we say uh, should we say hello, hello i think we should say hello everybody. and yeah and now i have to add that into the beginning of the show because we you know now it has to have context because we don't even know right. what's went up when we're on so hello ladies hi hello. it's a new i mean we're, that's not our new jingle by any chance no it's a no, that's just my favorite song ever. Yeah. Sung that way. Amazing. Do you think there's ever a time to change up your music? I mean, this is episode 190 for the She Podcast. Would you ever Maybe think about changing yeah. it? Of course. I think that there's always time. I mean, I just changed it for um, for the feed. You did? Yeah. I had somebody create the music for us, and then he sent it in, and I was like, oh, this is nice. And I just took it. Oh. So, yeah. Gee. I know. I mean, I don't think we could use his. We we couldn't use his every time because no, no. it's funny because uh, it's something that we, we used to play in the beginning to get everybody psyched up. Play that, right. and now Jessica has as a ringtone. Yep, that's where it starts too. Is ooh, ah, ooh. right? Oh my god, that's so great! So you guys, we're gonna put a link in the show notes for this guy's um, yeah link tone. I mean ringtone because he he's amazing and. It's yeah. just like, it just makes me feel like, I don't think that I, I don't think I've ever let myself go that much. You know, like, what? I don't know if do I've mean? ever, <laughs> like when you, cause that's singing. I mean, that's like, like, I don't even know, like the feeling of that. I'm always like, so in awe of the release of all of the sounds that are coming out, you know? And I'm like, oh my God, Aww, that's so cute. How is this? How is this even like, oh my God, I'm in awe. Like, and that's what I think makes it so much more amazing is that it's just so committed right yeah i mean we he just is don't... really passionate about he... making that song better he yeah. throws and it back like... into it and i just <laughs> don't you know i don't think i've ever really been that committed about anything well your laugh does that, that. what okay my that laugh, is not true. true yeah elsie's laugh when she throws her laugh into it that's when it really you know you know that she because she doesn't hold it back i it's... agree that is not <laughs> true elsie <laughs> Yes. Yes. Thank you, John. Yes. You are that committed when you do that. And also when you're talking about certain aspects of podcasting. Okay. And also when you talk about diversity. But it's different. You know, somebody last night, I did my second open mic last night. And and somebody stopped me on my way out and was like, I, I used to sing and I've sang for years, but I could never stand up and tell jokes. And I was like, you know, it's actually... Because I sing too. It's really not that different. You rehearse and rehearse and rehearse and you try it this way and you try it that way. You try it this way and you try it that way. The difference is for you, it's how does, how it sounds musically. But for jokes, it's how how fun, how funny can you make it? It's really a similar skill. And so um, why am I telling you this? I think because I'm saying like, I think you do. It just sounds different because we don't like, I don't have the kind of skill to sing like that. Right. 
I have the kind okay. of skill to mimic it. Maybe singing and stand up no. is a different thing because stand up seems to be so much more personal. I, maybe because because of me and my passion for it. But I mean, when, if you mm-hmm. bomb when you do stand up, I just think it's just so much more intense than if you bomb singing a song or you miss, you know, you forget the lyrics or something. I could be wrong. I don't know because I don't sing. Right. Mm-hmm. And but I have I've been in a position where like you do feel like really it's also very vulnerable though. You know, I, I that's I, true. When I was, um, I did a, a play that was, I was, I was the lead in this play in like a regional theater and I was supposed to sing. And these songs were not the easiest songs to sing at all. And the guy hired me because I sang this, <laughs> so weird. I sang this song a cappella when I auditioned. I sang a, Be- a Beethoven song a cappella in sell- German. You sang a Beethoven song yeah. a cappella in German. Yes. When I went in, because I had known this song, I had, I was an understudy at another, for another show. And this is a song that I had to learn to be the understudy for the show. And I really love this song and it actually fit my voice and it was very pretty. Um, and so I thought, oh, you know what? I don't, cause I don't read music. I don't do any of that stuff. I'm just going to go in and audition. And I'm, this is what I'm going to sing. He cast me as a lead of like a regional theater production in San Diego at San Diego Rep. And the songs that were in this show were not your regular type songs in there and there was a lot of crazy notes and I did my very very best but my voice is not strong enough to do that um and I remember every single time I went on stage I was like I just was like always like praying I'm like let me just get through this I'm gonna act the crap out of this because obviously I can't hit the notes you know what I mean I'm just gonna act it yeah of course I mean you know and, and and yeah and I think I still have a review of it it's something like I think that the review was exactly that it's like you know she's a really like you know she did a really good job but um she doesn't have the chops to hold that the the notes you know to hold the the singing part and like of course I mean that's true like I wasn't like just sad by that I'm like nope that's just true (laughs) I'm so dumb. I didn't even know Beethoven had lyrics to songs. I just thought, I thought you went up there and went. Duh, 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 they duh. don't. They don't have lyrics. Most of them. Oh, so you just it was like Hamilton. You just wrote your own lyrics. To, duh, duh, no, duh, duh. it's actually it was a really an- another amazing experience I had at the Denver Center Theater Company. It was a show that was it was cra- it was a, a, a totally new show. This is not you're not going to see this anywhere ag- ever again. It's, it was called Beethoven and Pierrot. And so the whole show was about Beethoven. It's a one one person. Beethoven, what? Pierrot. And Pierrot. Pierrot. Is it French? Yes. yes. Oh, and that's okay. what it was about. But it was generally gener- generally about Beethoven, and it was his life story being told on stage with all of these different montages. But it was really avant garde because it was done by these two Danish guys, and um, and it was written for the cast that was there. And there was all kinds of music and dancing and weird sets and funky stuff. Like nothing of it made sense. Like this is not one of those shows that you went in and you got a story. You just got all kinds of weird stuff. And one of this was like that I was uh, the understudy of one of the people. I was also in the show dancing African music dressed as a um, dressed as a ballerina like a little girl, like these, like I was dressed in a little girl's outfit with ballerina skirt, dancing African music across the floor. Like the visual in my head right now just, is just amazing. <laughs> so it was a really strange show, like so many different bits and pieces put together. It was crazy. Um, but anyway, one of the things was where it was Beethoven's mom while he was playing the piano, she would walk around him singing this song. And that song is the song that I had to understudy for or like that character. And so I had to learn that song. And it was a really beautiful song. And I just, anyway, that's mm-hmm. what I sang. I know. So it's very unique because you would remember, right? Because nobody does that. Nobody goes in auditions with a Beethoven song a cappella in German. That doesn't happen. <laughs> that's true. That's amazing. Right? right? Well, so, you don't speak German, do you? No, I don't. I had to learn it for, I just had to learn the song. That has to take a long time to do. No, it doesn't. No, when you're learning a song, like you just, when you learn the song, it's like learning a song. You just have to learn how to pronounce the words and then pronounce them in the song. It's, it's kind of like Justin Bieber did with Despacito, although he always messes it up. So, you know, you can do it. You don't have to speak Spanish to do, to like, you know, but, 
It but, helps, but you don't have to. But it helps. It, yeah, you don't have to. And I had to, like, obviously find out what the song was about. But it's, it is a right. beautiful song. Hmm. But anyway. So, but you know what I want to kind of bring up here really quick is this fact that my sound is a little different this time. Yeah. Just, I just wanted to, to say that because... God bless America. It is. We have... Uh, I have no microphone today, guys. So I'm using the internal microphone from... Um, it's a ear, earbuds. You and don't sound mean. bad at all. Well, see, nope. it's a trade-off. You have really good internet right now. I do. Yes, correct. Because we're, we're in Pittsburgh. At but a, a microphone that's not as good as the one you normally record on. Correct. So, so it's kind of a trick yeah. for us... Jess and I, who who are listening to you, it really, you actually sound better than you do on your microphone. Now, when I get your recording back, that might be different. I don't know. But right. You sound You'll good. Just, yeah, it's just going to be not. Earpods are not a bad, they're not a bad microphone in a pinch. Nope, not in a pinch. You're correct. It's just weird when you're expecting something different, you know, and that's why we're saying this. So it's like, oh, why does Elsie sound like that? It's like, well. Uh, because <laughs> because she's not on mic. She really is on not on mic because there is no mic. <laughs> so yeah, that is why. Dun, da, da. That so I just is funny. To, just wanted to call it out. But there's also a part of me that when I was doing this, and I'm like, you know, it feels great that I don't have to worry about this right now. No comment. No comment. No comment. <laughs> But I don't No, I, all I'm saying is like that I don't have to worry about having putting the microphone on. Like I wish why can't we just open the computer and record? Like that's you know there can. It just a, doesn't sound as good as when we don't do that. Exactly. That's all <laughs> we I'm can saying. certainly do that. Of course. Of course. All I'm saying is that it feels great to then go like, ah, I don't have a oh, this is it. Like there's no other choice. Gotta do it this way. <laughs> so Yeah. But there's a part that feels like it feels nice to not have to. It does feel nice. Yeah. Life is nice. I don't know. Shall I'm just we... staring around at my all my stuff in the studio here, and I'm like, I don't think I would be able to do that. I'm almost attached. These are my children, my microphones, and my. I know he's my so equipment. in love with his tech. I am. I'm very in love with my tech. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. It would be hard for you to do. I agree. That is okay. Shall we hear that. from our our sponsor? Should we hear from our sponsor? So do a Danny tip, a Danny tip. But see, we have to just do, so because of all the crazy stuff that happened and Jess not being here last week, we were a little cuffuffled, John and I, and so we played the wrong ad. We we played of, tip like, eight and we skipped well, over seven. Right. So we're just gonna do tip seven, but That's my just fault. imagine that it's tip eight. But it's still a really good tip. So we're blaming Jess's head injury. It kind of we kind of caught a little bit of I it. I know it really did mess up everything, didn't it? Yes, a little <laughs> bit. Tip seven: Learning some basic mixing plugins. The first plugin it would be good to understand is the high pass filter. This is in essence a basic EQ plugin. What it does is only allow frequencies above a certain point to get through the filter. This is very helpful if you have lots of mic pops from P's and B's that are causing big thumps and bumps and pops in your audio file. The next plugin to learn is the DSer plugin, and it's sort of at the opposite end of the frequency spectrum from the high pass filter. This plugin controls frequencies around 7 kilohertz, which is where the dreaded S frequency is. The S frequency, if it's too strong, can give people headaches, and so it's a good idea to control that. And then finally, it's a good idea to get a good understanding of basic EQ. And that's actually really easy with the human voice because you only need to know four frequencies. At 100 hertz, that's where the warmth is in the human voice. If you boost that a little bit, you get a nice warmer sound. 300 hertz, you don't need it because there's nothing in the human voice that's important there. You can actually remove it and make your recording sound a little bit more clear. At 2 kilohertz or 2,000 hertz is where nasality occurs. If you feel like your voice is a little too nasal, like mine, you can pull down <laughs> 2 kilohertz and make yourself sound less nasal. And then at 5 kilohertz or 5,000 hertz is where you get presence and clarity and diction. Boosting that a little bit can make your recording more clear if it sounds a little bit dull. My name is Tina Conroy. 
I am the host of the Intuitive Women podcast. I am thrilled that Emerald City Productions is my producer for my show. I know I couldn't have done this alone. When I decided to do a podcast, it was very overwhelming and it was pretty scary. I'm so glad that Danny helps me through all of this. I've had trouble with sound over the last year or so, and he's always gotten in a call with me. We fixed issues. There's even been times where I've sent him what I thought would be the episode, and then after hearing it, I asked if we could redo it again. He's so patient, and he's always there to help me with a perfect show. So thank you so much, Danny, for all that you do. Toot, toot. Toot, 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 toot. You would think of that as like makeup for your voice. So if you would do that, because he says that he sounds nasally, and then now I'm starting to wonder, like, what does he actually sound like off mic? Because if he is nasally and he's tuned his voice up to where he doesn't sound like that, then if you talk to him on the phone, would he really sound that much different? I, I kind of He sounds think, exactly the same. Yeah, so he doesn't really have a nasally voice, but everybody's very... He thinks he sounds nasally, and I mean, if you want to talk nasally... It is more nasal than if you're normal, if you normally speak. Like Danny has a low voice and a deep voice, but it is a little bit on this spectrum rather than like this spectrum. So he, not. he doesn't sound like Squigward from SpongeBob. Yeah, like he's not, <laughs> right. He's not holding his nose like a cartoon character, but it's more it's more on the nasal spectrum than not. I mean, everyone's on the spectrum, I guess. Right. But like he's more on that side of it than not. You know, for me, I love those kind of tips because it kind of really digs into that kind of, you know, the tech that I love. But I think that, you know, if you're going to do something like that, you just have to test it. That's all. It doesn't hurt to turn on the microphone, do a couple recordings and, and turn and then just play with it and then see what you like. Yeah. Good tip. Good tip. And then write down those numbers so you don't forget them. Or take a picture if you're using a mixer or something, or just take a picture of it so you can always go back to it. And you can always, yeah. It's, you know, there's, um, I don't know if you, I didn't share this with you guys with, um, there's this article that I bumped into on Facebook. How which do you is, bump into an article? I bumped into an article. You bump into <laughs> articles on, on Facebook. That's how you, you bump that into things talent. on Facebook. So this one, it's actually, uh, it's called an MRI reveals how the vocal track changes when the same song is sung four different ways. And I was, of course, I was, you know, this totally called my attention and I was like, oh my God, I'm just going to put it in the chat because it's the easiest place for me to put it in there. But it is perhaps the most mind blowing thing I've ever seen. Like when I was watching this guy do the thing, oh my God. I, I was just looking and my mouth, like I caught my mouth I don't mouth know if I have dropping. the mental capacity to even read that based on the title. No, no, no. It's actually, you can't, it's not reading it. There's a video. Like I didn't, I think, I don't think I read the, mm. the article. I just really, I scrolled down to the video cause I wanted to see it. I wanted to see right instead of the stuff. So when I looked, I watched this video and my jaw, like like I kept lifting it like in those cartoons, you know, when your jaw drops, like I was like, oh, because I, <laughs> number one, I was amazed at the capacity of this man to change his voice. Then to watch his insides move according to the notes that he was hitting and how he was doing it. And then he put it all together to show the note all the same note done in different ways and what parts of the mouth and the vocal cords were being used at that time. And I, I, my, I, I didn't even know what to say after that. I was like, Oh my God, this is so amazing. This is mind blowing because this is the other thing too, going back to women's voices or being able to speak or, um, you know, speaking up and all of these things. When you look at the MRI, you definitely will see that you use muscles, like there's per parts of your body that you are using to create these sounds. And a lot of the time we think that we are, we sound one way and we won't be able to sound a different way. That's just the way it is, right? It's sort of like my voice is this way um, and that's it. Like we don't ever think that there is anything that we can do about the voice. Now, here's the other aspect of it is that if we don't get used to using our voice in certain ways, it's we are still we're going to be in a state of constriction or restriction. And this is something that I had to come to terms with when I was on stage and I was doing shows and whatnot. 
because there was a lot of restrictions inside of certain parts of the the ability to speak. Like my tongue is super tight. The way that in the back of my throat, it's really tight. I had to open up my nasal channels and all kinds of stuff because just what you guys were talking about, about the nasality of things and how some things are. And I had to become aware about that. And it feels different. It actually is a trigger for the way that you are emotionally on things. And I started to also see patterns like when I was sad or when I was angry or when I was feeling like that somebody was kind of coming after me, like in situations of argument, my voice would immediately go up and it would totally be in my head and I would immediately get super nasally. Like there was no dropping the voice. There was no strength in the voice. There was no grounding of who I was. There was everything was that way. You know, it's funny. I have tried because... It's well known that I have a very lazy, fat South Jersey tongue when I speak. So mm-hmm. for me, I've been trying to use voice exercises and tongue twisters to make to make it better. And uh, I don't see any improvement, to be quite honest with you. Maybe I'm not doing it enough. I think what it is is that our, your ears also have to be adjusted to hear the difference. Because if you don't hear the difference in the first place, you're not going to hear the difference anyway. <laughs> You know what I mean? And it's kind (laughs) of like, um, uh, yeah. And so that's why you need like a third person to, not a third, that's another person to kind of be involved to be able to hear some of the difference. And a lot of the time it's about feeling. And that's when I feel for me, it was a big trigger um, is feeling the strength of where the voice is coming from when it's free versus when it's not. And the level of, at least for me, it was uh, a very emotional experience because it feels different. And it fe- and that's why when I was hearing, the, um, you know, with the intro music that we played for today, that's why I was like, I don't know if I've ever felt like that because I, because I would start crying. Like with the, with the amount of, of release that's being that free with your voice is like... It's a big feeling for my body. And that's why it makes me go like, oh, my God, I would just totally lose it because it's so free. And I know what that's like. You think you would cry from singing? Is that what you're saying? I what do you mean? I would cry. I have cried from singing. I absolutely you have cried from singing. Oh, yeah. I with the first what time- song was it? I want it that way by the Backstreet Boys. No, dude. I when I was doing high school. When I was doing high school, when I was in grad school, that was like the biggest challenge for me was doing s- singing by singing, singing class. I sat is in the back singing of singing, or is it singing without crying that was the challenge? Just singing for the first time and letting my voice out was oh. like I was holding on to the piano, almost like on my knees in the back of the piano, crying. And I, and I had to get through the song. I mean, that that was like my, my thing, the teacher, she was like, you have to get through the song. And I had to get through the song and I, and I cried through the song, the, through the entire song. Um, the feeling that it brought up was just, oh my God, it was, it was probably the most mind blowing experience I've ever had. I also had a lot of singing going on in your house as a kid. Not like that. I mean, not in that sense. Absolutely not. And the other thing was doing um, Shakespeare for the first time that like in that sort of state where we had to do sonnets when we first started to do that. Um, I had done Shakespeare before, obviously, because I had monologues where, you know, you audition with with a lot of Shakespearean monologues and whatnot. But I had to do um, a Shakespeare sonnet and just the, in the class within my, you know, within grad school. And I could not remember. I could not remember. And then I also cried through the entire, the entire sonnet. I cried through the whole thing. And yet you went on to major in theater. No, that was when I was in grad school. That's when I was oh, accepted. Grad school. I was not like, this school, is grad-, grad school. No, this is grad school. This is when I would was accepted. There were only three women accepted into this program nationally. Three wow. of us. There was only seven of us in the class. This work was so intense that when I got to the point where I, you have to face all of that crap, all of the, I don't know why I'm here. Um, I'm not enough. I can't do that. Um, all of that stuff to be, just go through it. And yeah, I cried through the whole thing. It was like some of the biggest growing I've ever done, um, was facing my, the, the voice stuff. That's why voice to me is so important. 
because so I re- what made yeah, you stop crying? How did you get past the crying? Um, because what makes I you think she did. No, I still cry. But when it comes to that kind of stuff, it really it really was the fact that it was owning. It was it was a different sensation of my voice somewhere else. I've never spoken out in this way before um, loudly in terms of the singing and also the fact that um, Shakespeare is really tough. I mean, there's a lot, there are a lot of words that are very challenging. And there there's are many cadence, things and there's tempo. cadence and there's tempo and there's all of these things that you, that you have to do. And then I'm from El Salvador. I, English is my second language. I am not comfortable or wasn't comfortable using a lot of these words. I didn't know what I was doing. I couldn't hear the difference with, from some things to other things. The women that were in the group were incredible. They were, um, I mean, they blew my mind and I felt inadequate and not enough. And I felt like I couldn't do it. Um, I felt that uh, my accent and my ethnicity was a detriment to me. And having to get up on stage and address these things publicly in this fashion was really, really tough for me. And then once I got through the feelings and doing it over and over and over again and being okay, feeling the strength and the power that I had, then I felt so much, I mean, I grew. I really don't even hear an accent with you. I really don't hear any kind they of took accent. It, I had to learn how to do so much work at grad school. So, I mean, whatever you hear now is nothing compared to what was there. And Even what she just said, whatever you hear now, yeah. that is very Spanish. Listen, I don't hear my South Jersey hear. accent, so maybe I'm hard of hearing. I don't know. but You I don't... may just not hear accents, but I, I mean, and I don't, and I mean, I'm sure I have a terrible Philadelphia accent, but I, I, I think I also have, I think one of the reasons I can do mimicry in accents is because I pick it up. Not everyone picks it up. I can hear it, but that doesn't mean I think... Like I didn't when I very first heard her speak ever. I didn't re. I didn't know she was Spanish. Or for once, she told me that. Then I heard it. Before that, I just thought it was just the way Elsie talked. <laughs> yeah, you know, it wasn't until I realized English was her. I mean, I mean, it wasn't that. I mean, you know, I. I mean, I learned it years ago, but still, when I learned it, I, I heard it. Before that, it, I was ignoring it too. Though you know what I mean? Like it was just. It's something you ex- accept from people. Well, I, you don't know that you know what I, mean? I've lived here all my life and Elsie speaks better than I do. So I don't have to say about <laughs> well, that. Well, because now you know why. Because she worked like a dog mm-hmm. to get rid of her accent. And she she's also an amazing writer, too, for somebody who doesn't speak this language as their first language. Her writing is unbelievable. Although she does like to use all the words. Yeah. <laughs> and all the commas. Actually, big fan of the Oxford I've been doing com- some editing comma. of other people. I've been doing some editing for other people. And it's so funny because the most common things people do are not enough commas, not enough um, and too much capitalization. Like they think it's if a word is important, then they should just capitalize. Like I feel sad. Capital S. Well, you might be sad. But that's not how you do it. But like but Elsie also she uses huge words. <laughs> which luck i mean i usually know what they mean sometimes i have to look it up and she puts the commas anywhere she would take a breath she puts a comma even if it's not like supposed to be there in the sentence if elsie breathes a comma is inserted <laughs> you know it's now really that funny. you think about it, when it's you put adorable. it that way i think that that's what it is is because i write how i think like i write in, in like yeah i write how yeah. i would say it and so whenever i'm reading it out loud to myself like if i'm reading something that i've written i always like I'm like, oh, that's that ne- there needs to be a pause there. And I'm like, comma. Right. <laughs> so, right. Even if it has no <laughs> meaning grammatically, I just right. feel like it'll just stop it. Like, I just want this. This is not like you need to take a breath. Yeah, you're right. I think this is the first yeah. time that that's come into my And own. the grammar rules are hard because like just sitting here going, well, here are the grammar rules for commas. Like, there's so many lists. Um, and then if you do like sometimes you use it after, of course, sometimes you don't like just depends. It's all like, you know, you have to feel it, Elsie, in your bones, those commas. Yeah, well, I feel, I feel the, yeah, but, it, but it's not She feels it more feeling. than others. I yeah. feel it a lot more than others, for sure. Well, I just think yeah, that a lot of, if you, you bring this all back to podcasting, it's a lot of the things where what you think you might want to try, but you're afraid to try because you're afraid of the outcome or it won't go well. I, I say you got to go for it. You got to, you know, just try i mean just try it again it's not live 
So if it's horrible, you can always scrap it and try something else. But I think a lot of people just do a certain thing because they're comfortable doing that and they have this great idea, but they won't, they're afraid of it. You're afraid of your ideas. So you don't want to try it because if it doesn't People are out, also really lazy. And I am one of those people. So I would know. That I would say that, okay, there could be, oh, I guess there's a scale between laziness and, and fear. So I, yeah. yeah, I don't know. But I would think that you could, you know, a lot of the stuff you're talking about, because this is amazing. This is the first time I've been hearing this stuff about Elsie. And it just. What? You know, she cried the crying, the the graduate school, the acting. I knew she did some acting, but I didn't know it was this intense. Yeah, yeah. And the singing was this intense. It was. Wait a minute. So that does that mean we've never shown you the YouTube of Elsie and a pilot? I've not no. seen that. I'll, I will. I yes, I you have, have, John. It. I cut. I, I made you. I, I saw a picture of you out, doing remember? a dead man's float in a pool one time. No, no, remember what? I've never seen that. No, uh, no. I sent it to you where like I was punching. Don't you remember that, John? I was like, you have to cut this stuff out. I sent you the video in Slack a long time ago. I, I was like, you have to cut this last part out. I'm blaming this like, on my concussion. I have no recollection. Oh, you have no recollection. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> that's no problem. <laughs> I have to look up my favorites because I know I have this edit uh, favorited. Or maybe I need to Google it. Hold on. Well, I didn't want to do this during the show. We can always pick this up later. Why? I'm having a great time. Um, Yes. But Jess, we have to um, now move on to some serious conversation. Not that that wasn't serious conversation because that was serious conversation for me. Shall we tell the people what happened? Before we do that, I just want you to know that I Googled Elsie Escobar and clicked on the videos tab in Google. There are 17,300 results. <laughs> just, just so you know. Most of it is you what? Um, doing yoga. Okay. I'm I went to YouTube sure. and there's a ton there too. Of Elsie? Yes. I don't even know if you're tagged Elsie in the, in the pilot. I just know I saw it recently. I yeah, came no, across it recently for some it, reason. It's not. Yeah, it's not. I don't think so. You have to like um, really look in, in that. It's in YouTube, but it's like super, super. Like, it's, a, it's S- the last. Subtle. Part. Like a minute. It's very subtle. Yeah. It's the last anyway. part. Yeah. All right. But, uh, so, yes, let's get to my thing. I can't avoid it anymore. <laughs> so let's do it. So let's do it. So we got a little piece of feedback from a couple of episodes ago. I think it was episode 180. Eight one eighty eight. That's right, because I just see Zuckerberg before Congress. That was like we talked about that. Yeah. Um. And yeah. So we got a an email that we um. You know, we hurt somebody's feelings um around using a term that was perceived to be derogatory towards Jewish people, and um it, it like triggered somebody and it really offended somebody and I was like, oh my gosh. Did we really? You know, um, and part of it is that I also don't, like nothing triggered me. Like I didn't really hear anything because there's so many parts of my life where I was telling Jess, where I was like, Jess, you're like my only Jewish friend. <laughs> um, I had, you know, my life has been primarily with tons of Latin American folk, the way that I was like raised um, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, Catholic people, there aren't very many Jewish, uh, Latin American folk from, you know, ca- Catholicism essentially is almost like the only, you know, religion. No, no, no. Yeah. But that's it. Like, I just don't have a se- I don't have a sense of what, what, um, is not okay. Yeah. Elsie, as Elsie mentioned, there was some feedback about something I said. Um, I made a joke about Mark Zuckerberg, you know, I was exclaiming with with faux surprise oh look what a little jew from harvard can accomplish that was sarcasm but it offended someone another jewish person i would really never mean to do that there's a lot of um opinions about what level to which people get offended but that said i would never want to offend anyone or horrify them or make them sad for those of you who are not Jewish, the word Jew is not a slanderous word or an insult. The way I said little Jew, I guess they interpreted as insignificant. And when you say Jew with 
you know, cheap Jew or rude Jew, or if you're saying it with a sneer, it's an insult. But the word for a Jewish person is Jew, just like the word for a Christian person is Christian. So I don't want you guys to think that Jew is a not nice word to say. It's fine if you're not using it to hurl an insult at someone, which it sounded like I did. So I'm very, very sorry. I will not do that again. Most of the people who did not comment or, you know, know that I'm Jewish, that I'm trying to be funny all the time. It doesn't always work. Not every joke lands. What can you do? But it will be it was a mistake I won't make again. And I'm sorry. And I don't know if you want to say anything else about it, Elsie. You know, I know that you had said to me during this time when we were going back and forth about it that, you know, as leaders in any space, it's our job to take criticism, hear it and try and do better moving forward. So I don't know if you want to. Yeah, I think a little bit. No, that's it. I think for us, we just have to, we have to really stay open to hearing, to hearing things that we might not be able to see because sometimes it's, they're really big blind spots and we can't see them until we hear them and we see them. Uh, And part of it is being uncomfortable and living in that. And, and I think my first thought is always like, what's true about, what's true about what the conversation is? That's really my first step now. And, you know, I had, I've also been through some tough kind of work for myself to recognize um, my position and my privilege within my own, my own um, heritage and culture. And I've had to really look hard. And it's been, I mean, it's been a really big growth, growing opportunity. And sometimes it's not comfortable. All I'm saying is like, for me, it always starts with, yes, what's true and then move on from there because it's not it's not about taking anything from us it's not like making you wrong making me wrong making just wrong it's about us being able to see and hear each other and each other's experiences in a way that honors them and hears them and makes people feel heard um and it's not it really not it's not about us um, and I think that that's really the bottom line. It's it's not about us. It, it's about casting light where it needs to go. Uh, that's essentially the bottom line for for that. And I know that you guys know that we don't come into this show and try to be, you know, mean or hurtful to people. That's not what our intention is. And yeah, well, it's not your intention. Well, <laughs> just kidding. But but yeah, sometimes you never. It's not know my intention either. Most of the time. And you never know what your impact is in, in a positive or negative way right. as well. You know, I have had people come up to me and say, like, you, your work has impacted me so much, you know, and all the things you've done. And I'm always like, I have. And it's really uh, uh, great. And at the same time, you kind of go like, wow, uh, wow, that's I mean, that's a lot of responsibility. So I feel that there's times when less is more. And thank you, Jess, um, for addressing it, even though you've been gone for two weeks. And I know it's not easy. I mean, it's not easy. This kind of crap is not easy. So, I mean, thank you. The hardest part, I think, about getting any kind of feedback about something you've done wrong is making the conversation about you. And the first thing people want to do when they've heard they've said something wrong is explain what they've done and not address the person they've hurt. It is the most difficult skill I will learn this year, but I will master it. But I am terrible at receiving constructive criticism everyone knows this about me and it's and it's i mean actually i went through this right before this complaint or was it right after elsie about um the panel where in which i was attacked i actually was doing a little bit of hogging the mic and i got worried that no one told me after like why it wasn't i told to shut up at all whether it was by the moderator or I know all the questions were directed at me but i was being very long-winded and like this is another one of those issues where if I can't learn to hear constructive feedback about where I'm hurting people, I can never, ever grow as a person, even though it is literally the hardest skill I will probably ever learn. It's why I work for myself. It's why I am, I'm, I've just been a bossy loudmouth my whole life. And also, I've always had good intentions, I think. I've never wanted to purposefully hurt anything in my life. So when I hear that I've done it, I get really defensive and hurt. But the trick is not to make it about me and that that is me in any scenario, whether I'm hogging the mic or just being a blind white person not listening when other people are trying to tell me that they've been hurt by something, anything, whether it involves me or not. It's just difficult, but I, I will master the skill. I mean, it'll probably be a lifelong thing, but I mean, 
if anyone has ever held back from not giving me constructive feedback about anything, and you are listening to this right now, I am giving you an invitation. Give it to me. Let me have it. Tell me what you want to tell me. I would rather you tell me and have me be a better person than be afraid I will rip you to shreds. That said, don't be dumb. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, really. I want to hear it. Elsie, you gave me one. John, you have also given me constructive feedback that I have ignored in the past. I'm working on it. I'm trying not to do it. So there you go. And then, yeah, Feedback we, at ShePodcast.com and just say, hey, Jess. Hey, don't Jess. use this as an opportunity to tell me how great I am either because, no, I don't want – I'm not asking. I'm not fishing for compliments. I don't want – you're fine. Everyone's fine. Just I understand. you By saying nothing, I'll assume you think I'm fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> That's like blink once if you want me to kiss you. <laughs> Breathe in and out if you think I'm hot. Ugh. But on the uh, on that on that note, okay. why don't we Next. go ahead and uh, news, do some and we have some stuff. To, some tool actually some tool tips. I kind of want to do some tool tips and right. because Let's I want to talk about right. our sponsor for tool news. tips. Okay, Elsie's tool tips. Okay, so you know we've been working with Text Expander and um, he, they're a sponsor for the show today. But I just want to tell you guys something else that was just. This happened almost right after we did our last um, ad. And I honestly was like, I kind of want to get, I had to hold myself back. So, okay. So text expander, it syncs up across all of the things. So first of all, text expander is a a piece of software apps that expand snippets of text to make your life easy, easy for you to write stuff, you know, like your addresses or a name or a phone number, things that you write over and over again. You can have keystrokes that expand the stuff. So here's what I... I just started using it since we last talked about Text Expander more regularly. I'm just Uh going to pop in here for a second because I want to explain to people, not that you didn't explain it wonderfully, Elsie, but like if any of you use like snippets in gmail where you have templates that you always type over and over and over again and instead you just say okay from now on when i type shibumi it's going to send this email this is what text expander is but for everywhere on your computer right yeah absolutely okay go ahead Uh so here's here's where it started to get even better for me so there are anyway it syncs up across different you can have an iphone app um as well as for the desktop so these are expanding snippets that happen throughout the space. They also sync up. So your 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 apps, I'm sorry, your snaps, your snips are are with you <laughs> when you're on the phone Wait, if you app want. snaps snips snips your snippets, your text extender snippets. Okay, snip. Now, everything is not supported within the iOS ecosystem, meaning that like let's say you're writing a text message, you can't use text expander inside of iMessage and iOS because there are some apps that support it and some don't. Uh, the hope is that, you know, the entire ecosystem at some point does it. But two of my favorite apps do, do this. So I use um, a, a, a mail app. And oh my gosh, this, it starts with a D. Hold now on, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to start with a D. Yeah, I have you one that I use. a mail app? I do. I do use it. You don't use app. Gmail, Gmail? Not on, on my phone, dude. On my phone. I mean, on my phone, I use Dispatch. Is it called? Oh, yeah, Dispatch. That's what I use. So I use Dispatch on my phone. And Dispatch supports Text Expander. So now, every single time that I'm, I think I've talked about this a couple of of weeks ago, the last one that I put out there, is that I do a lot of the Rockin' Libsyn podcast. I I kind of support it, um, the workflow, via these snippets. And now with this dispatch support with that, I can really quickly answer all those emails um, really fast with a big, huge email that I can just go and it just populates it and it makes me feel so fancy. There's also another app that I adore. It's called Drafts, D-R-A-F-T-S. And there's a new version that just came out and it's like blue and it's got like a little sort of like two kind of squares in the middle of it. And what drafts does so well is it captures plain text 
in little bits. It's kind of like, it's where I write. Usually I go to drafts. If I'm on the phone, I go to drafts. If I'm doing, um, a longer response for Facebook, like a, for the Facebook app, or if I'm, I'm sending a list to Randy that is, um, uh, uh, you know, a grocery list, I will write it inside of drafts and then I will send it over to eat whatever app I, I want to use because drafts is just to hold text. And what I have found out is that sometimes somebody interrupts me in the middle of writing something long and then I lose it or I'll close the I app hate and that. I know and I'm like, I lost the text. Oh my God. I hate that when you're yeah. on a roll. Oh God, you can never get those happy thoughts back. Those it, focused thoughts. Yes. Oh. So I write it all inside of drafts. But the cool thing is drafts now also supports like, I mean, they've done it for a while, but I haven't hooked it up in so long because I didn't have the latest version of Text Expander. And now it supports it. So let's say I'm writing these long descriptions for like our Instagram accounts or something like that. And then I want to write the rest of like our calls to action. I have a, a text expander snippet that I just have to write and it goes bloop and it just expands it. And now I feel so much more powerful writing descriptions for Instagram posts, Facebook, you know, responses. Um, uh, even that some of the text messages that I, that I have to like say over and over again, it's so great to be able to have those in there and just expand them and send them. It saves me so much time. It's crazy. It's insane. And the other thing that text expander does is they send you, um, the time save, like, you get an email from text expander that tells you how many hours you save by expanding the snippets. And there's something that like, I'm like, that makes me so happy when I saw that. And I think I saved five hours last month expanding snippets. Get out. How about that? That's amazing. I I know that much. I need to use it more. Well, you, but the thing is, it's like, you don't know. I guess, yeah, maybe you should use it more. I, I do use so it Right a lot, now I'm using seems- it the most for hashtags. That's what I use it for the most. It's like whenever I That's go awesome. in Instagram and want to hashtag stuff or when I'm scheduling posts, I use the same hashtags every time for certain – anyway, you get it. Yeah, yeah, no, I totally get it. And so it expands those – that's what I use it too. I use the hashtags as well for – for that. But I was like so excited when I saw that data. It's like they send you a little thing like, this is how many hours you've saved with text expander snippets. And so, you're like, oh, yay, that's awesome. Right. And so I'm, I like it. It made me very happy. Um, yay. 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 So given that, uh, that we talked about them and we didn't tell them what to do. So you guys go over to textexpander.com slash podcast, pick the she podcast, uh, because there's a list of a bunch of podcasts in there. Um, pick, she podcast, and then you get 20% off your first year with this stuff. I mean, come on. What if you could save five hours a month, every month, just from, or even more, depending upon how much you use it. That's like amazing. That's amazing, amazing. stuff. Textexpander.com slash podcast. And you'll have a link. We have a link in the show notes. Please look at the link in the show notes. If you can't remember that, tap through there and um, you will get that. So again, 20% off your first year. Just tell them that we, you know, pick our podcast from the drop down. It's really, really amazing. And I, I just can't stop talking about it. I'm sure I'm going to find something really cool to talk about as soon as we hang up. So... <laughs> Um, anyway, it's awesome. Yes. Yeah. Yep, yep. Um, I'd love to hear actually how you guys are using it. If you want to write us at feedback at sheetpodcast.com, tell me how you guys use it the best. Cause I know Elsa uses it for like absolutely everything. But if you have tried it based on hearing it on the show, are you using it for show notes? Are you using it for, you know what else it would be good for is like the bottom half of your show notes where you always put the same links. And- exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. And then it just yeah. expands it out and it makes it I just it got excited. Out. It's really, really cool. Excited, I think. I'm yeah. super stoked. I, I just want to talk about one more app thing that I just found out about. It's called podstack.io. And I don't know if you guys remember the listen notes. We've talked about listen notes a while ago. Uh, which is like a search app thingy-majigger. I'm not sure exactly what it is, but it's like you you kind of search a lot of um, keywords and titles. And I, I think, Jess, I sent you in there to find, uh, what do you call those people? Uh, sponsors <laughs> or like people to work yeah. with sponsors and stuff like that. <laughs> so Podstack yeah. is a new service. And supposedly this is what the description says on their website. 
Podstack uses natural language processing to suggest podcasts you might like. Search by typing podcasts you already listen to or using keywords. And so what I think that they're doing here is that they're leveraging your ability to kind of like search for subjects that you want is what the thing that I feel would be really helpful. So if you're really interested in like, and this is the, the example I use all the time, animal, animal totems, if you're really into animal totems, you can just write using those keywords in there and it'll deliver like the things that are talking about animal totems. So it would be really awesome as a way to discover new podcasts or new topics. Um, I'm also reading the Game of Thrones books right now. And so I've been looking yeah. for Game of Thrones podcasts. So this is another way for you to look through that. And maybe if you want to like even look for a specific keyword within like the, the um, Game of Thrones ecosystem that isn't necessarily very mainstream and that people can search for that. And maybe that'll give me like some super geeky conversations around Game of Thrones. So um, anyway, I just thought I'd share that. Yay. That's cool. That is it. That is it. I wanted to talk about Weird Wild Show of the Week. Weird and Wild. Weird and Wild. Weird and Wild Show of the Week. Okay, I was on the show with James MacArthur of T Public. He asked me if I could have thought up any show. What show am I mad that I did not think up first? I told him Judge Judge Hodgman, but now I found a new one. It's called Troll Play. Basically, they read trolling conversations that people are doing on the internet. So, like, um, they take online trolling and turn it into LOLs. They read the comments, laugh about them, make fun of the people who are like super angry over nothing. It's a genius idea. Genius, I tell you. And it's on ABC Australia. And we will have the link for you in the show notes. I wanted to get that in. The news, honestly, if you want the news, here's what you do. Because we didn't give you much today. I want you to go, I want you to Google two things. Pod news. I want you to Google Inside Podcasting, and I want you to Google Hot Pod by Nick Qua, Q-U-A-H. And this way, if we ever run into a scenario where we can't do the news, you will be informed. You're welcome. Here we go. Okay. Also, before we go, I want, besides the merch thing and our t-shirts, don't forget to get your tickets for Podcast Movement. Podcastmovement.com. Use the code SHEP to get $50 off. We're super excited. We're going to have a booth. We're going to have all kinds of stuff. Um, you can find us at SheePodcast on Twitter, Facebook. Now we have an Instagram. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram. We are awesome on Instagram. I think we're kicking Instagram's buttocks. Um, what else, Elsie? Do we have anything else? That is it. Just feedback. Feedback at ShePodcast.com. Yes. Don't forget to tell me how I suck. <laughs> feedback at ShePodcast.com. This is your one chance. Your one That's chance. It. He's like, I'll be over that soon. <laughs> <laughs> I will be very over it. I'm sure once I get 10 emails, I'll be like, why did I ask for this? But no, just send it to me. I want to hear it. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. Elsie, love you. I mean it. Bye. <laughs>